Saludo mi gente. It is actually Friday, so happy Friday, day of Venus, day when Shabbat comes in as the sun sets. Welcome to the House of Liberation, where warriors gather to reclaim their full essence. Oh my goodness. So today's message is the Doreshet, the seeker, and journey deep and far is the alchemy and the container that's being held with this card the imagery of this card is the dandelion um and so kind of my channeling today around this is what kind of seeker are you one that is empty or one that is the galaxy look to the dandelion for teachings on how to be and so can we talk about seeking because i feel like this is one of the places that is kind of like um I don't know, I'm gonna use the word specialty, but yeah, I'm really cautious about that. <laughs> uh, but the idea that these are one of the places that are so important to me um, as a priestess, as someone whose like direct commitment has been around liberation. Um, my earlier years, my younger years, you know, there's such a thing when you start getting older. Um, <laughs> it's like you live lifetimes in every freaking season and cycle. But anyway, um, the thing that I had noticed and even till recently still am very like mindful of the texture, like how it feels and what's at the root of it is the idea of embodying the archetype of the seeker or being in a place that you are, you know, um, seeking out whether you're seeking out knowledge whether you are trying to understand your insides right like that personal development aspect the challenge around some of the messages that we receive around this is and this is directly a result this is going to be just the tiniest rant because it's a long ass rant but this is part of the outcome when folks are tapping in into different wisdom bodies um, different spirituality, different um, belief systems, because what tends to happen is, is depending on the school of, school of thought you're subscribing to, you tend to take on the ideology and or theology or philosophy of that particular thing, right? So meaning that when you think about seeking, when you think about being in the space of curiosity, being in the space of learning, being in that, that beginner's mind, as can be called by some um, philosophies, right? Some practices, what tends to happen is that if you're subscribed to a certain practice, then the belief system within that around seeking is to empty yourself. If you subscribe to another type of practice, then the belief is that you are the divine, right? And when you're operating with so many contrasting, in this dimension, contrasting ideology, what tends to happen is that you walk around and he, and so here, this is something really big because when you're looking at the energetic quality of oppression and colonialism and imperialism, a, a main quality is that it's extractive. And so it's almost like a blank slate wanting to become something and it'll extract from somewhere else rather than develop its own identity, its own, right, like belief system. And when we take on that type of thought process around learning or engaging in wisdom or knowledge, rather, let's do knowledge. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. 
uh, you don't have any fucking wisdom if you ain't applying shit and taking the time to integrate. And that is not like some quick thing and it doesn't mean you can't speak to it while you're in the process, but you also need to name that you're in the process of integration, right? So what tends to happen is that we're coming at these things of like knowing ourselves in relationship to the divine, knowing ourselves in relationship to nature, to all these beings and all this, all this kin that we're surrounded by. But if we're coming from a place of emptiness, that means we'll grab at things with desperation and longing. You know, we have this, uh, there's language now around being thirsty, right? It's used in terms of, you know, like sexual desire and shit like that. They're like, oh, you're thirsty. Uh, it means a person's like really grabby for the thing that they want or hungry or longing for something. And the way they approach it, the idea of the word thirsty, at least, you know, in its urban context is that it's your like kind of greedy grabbing at anything and doing whatever it takes because you're so, you know, in a place of longing. And so what tends to happen for us as we're seeking out our own growth, our own relationship with whatever your particular cosmology is, we're looking in such a way that we believe that we are empty. We are in the not know. And what's fascinating to me is that we are like a society that desires to know what's in the depth of the ocean in its deepest you know, crevice, but we don't know how to come home to ourselves to seek within what is the depth that is accessible or available within, right? Or cultivating that. We're, we're curious about everybody else, every fucking thing else. But the last thing we're looking at when we're talking about this idea of seeking, learning, and growing is the fact that, at least for me, now, prefacing this with the idea that my particular practice, spiritual practice, is... A combination of you know Jewish tradition and also well primarily earth-based Jewish, Jewish tradition right like that's my that's what speaks most to my soul because it aligns to you know like my energetic composition as a person as a human that came here to do a do a thing be a thing um, and that's just like do a thing be a thing is just being human right being the divine the expression of the divine in the world right one expression among many not the only and so I'm coming from this, f from the place that I recognize my own like relationship to it, but I also know what it is to take on different ideas that don't necessarily actually align with what I believe to be true, but you don't know what you believe to be true until it becomes the question, until it becomes the place of, that you are actually, I want to say like laboring and toiling for it, right? Like literally you're I'm going to use the word working but I don't mean it in the same way as the capitalistic idea of it right but like you are actually wrestling that's the best word wrestling with the concept the idea and wrestling within yourself to know who you are in relationship to the idea rather than just taking in the idea and this is what analysis does and this is like uh, you know I spent a lot of time teaching um critical racial analysis and oppressive, like looking at the systems and the structures that govern and really learning to deconstruct it in order to understand its, you know, its root and its baseline. Same thing with the spiritual practice, same thing with any other thing in life. I think it's really important within its own rhythm and time. So I'm going to use the word rhythm rather than time. I'm going to try at least in its own rhythm that you develop a quality within internally 
in which you are getting to know yourself and getting to know the goddess in you, the god in you, the gods in you, the nature in you, whatever you write, like whatever your particular practice is. But for me, I, in a desire to explore, in a desire to learn, or to ensure that I was being open, because I tend to be the type of person that there are just some things that are clear to me that are not living as a question in my life. And it took me a long time to be able to be like, oh, actually, especially when you do, like when you're committed to social justice work, at least for me, it's not just like, oh, this is how I get paid, right? Or I have some academic interest or investment in it. It's actually literally something that for me um, is a part of, what I'm here to do, right? Like the idea of like having these conversations and bringing these aw this awareness and deconstructing our paradigms so that we're able to actually be in choice. And simultaneously, I'm being held in that same, right? Like in that same container. I needed to be able to examine whether the things that I thought were, were actually, right? Um, really testing. I don't believe that any particular faith system, religious system, belief system, whatever you want to call it, and it's not it's not just interchangeable. They're each nuanced, right? Whatever you want to call it, I don't believe that it is true and or real until it can be questioned, examined, um, like deconstructed where the holes in it can be met head on or face on versus acting like there's not a problem with some sort of either you know, passage, belief system, book, ideology, fill in the blank. And so to me, it's the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. This is my work. This is how I actually live my life. It's not just some, you know, like cute idea, some shit that I'm talking out the side of my neck. In constant like examination and in questioning in terms of where am I and how am I relating to the place of beginning and learning? As my seeking, which is an important archetype because it's the one, it's the stage, it's the phase, it's the characteristic, it's the whatever you want to call it, the superpower of being able to be open, receptive, and growing. Like seeking is an important part of our human, right? We can stick curiosity along with that, an important part of our humanity. And so being able to really think much more deeply about how we're engaging this idea of seeking. And the pattern that I noticed over and over, and I was just talking to Ari yesterday about this from Saltwater Stars, um, that, you know, I'm, my work often, and when I say my work, you have to understand, again, it's, it's a passion. It's not like a J-O-B in that way. Um, when I mean my work in the world is like the purpose, the calling that I have as a human in this dimension and in this time, generation, etc. And so there's this piece of like, is the seeking is the seeking coming from a place of emptiness that says you are but dust right you are like you know nothing and that you need to be open right and that in that openness there be, needs to be nothing it's kind of like the idea of meditation everybody has a different relationship with meditation who meditates and then people who try to meditate and have are taking it under the, um, you know, whether it's a Buddhist belief system or fill in the blank with whatever practice it's coming from, spiritual idea it's coming from, people are like, oh, I can't sit still for that long. 
people are like, oh, I can't, you know, like, I can't empty my mind. My mind is overwhelmed with thoughts or I'm overloaded with thoughts. The answer to that is all yes, but who told you that meditation didn't involve that, right? Like, we, we are long, there's a longing that's deeper than the surface layer of what you're looking for. So let's say you are, and this is something I witness all the time. So I'm watching patterns. That's what I was saying with the work that I do, right? And my passion is that I'm really good at watching patterns and cycles. Like it's, it's a thing that I can't control it. Like my mind does it naturally. And so I'm often asking questions and I'm watching patterns and evaluating what's happening in the pattern. And the pattern that I've noticed throughout all these years of working with so many people, hundreds of people, is that there is a underneath the surface in the depth, and I'm going to get to how this relates to dandelion in a minute, and I'm going to get to the, these pieces, but bear with me, that people are seeking from a place that it's in the depth of their, uh, their beingness, that there is a longing that can't quite be described. So it starts showing up in different ways. And when it starts showing up in different ways, people conflate it with other things. So for example, one of the things that I've taught a lot about, um, and often it's how I show up in space. I show up in, in space with a very clear understanding of my boundaries in terms of like what I will take in and what I will not take in. I have a strict code of staying in my lane and whenever I get out of my lane, I am always sorry for it, <laughs> right? And what I mean by that is I enter space open and curious, but not empty. I enter into a season and a stage or a thing curious and open, but I'm not empty. And I remember trying to empty myself out, right? And this is especially important for you know, uh, BIPOC folks and um, people whose, you know, identity has um, a rooted system, which I'm going to say everybody does, but depending how long you've been assimilated in the colonial project, then you are going to have even, like, you're going to know what I'm talking about in a deeper way because you've had to give up an identity or certain ways of being and empty yourself to become kind of this mirror idea, right? Like this avatar of what the norm is. And what tends to happen is that in, in a spiritual context, folks are coming to trainings, they're coming to workshops, they're coming to all these things from a place of entire emptiness, seeking to belong. Can you see how those are two different things? The seeking to belong and the being in a place of curiosity, of the seeker, and of learning, of openness, growth, right? But when when longing is conflated with seeking, we might have a problem. Because not everything that you come across is for you, and not everything is going to resonate for you. And in addition, it doesn't matter who's the person teaching, their experience, their practice, their integration, you are still your own person and they are their own person and their job is actually to create space for you to identify yourself to reclaim yourself to come back to yourself not come back to yourself as envisioned by them and or come back to yourself that looks like an avatar of them a replica and this is probably one of the most painful things i witness and see in all types of different trainings 
it doesn't even matter if it's a secular training or if it has a spiritual component to it. People are still coming from such an empty place. And unless you understand that you already are a whole being and that in your journey to seek, to be curious, to grow, to learn, it is about being more fully yourself. It is the equation of like, it's similar to, this is an awful, I always use awful metaphors because, well, one, I'm not that great at it all the time. And secondarily, I'm always using metaphors for things that I don't even fuck with all the time either. But I'm gonna use a car right now as a metaphor. You know, if you get like a new spanking, beautiful, you know, car off the lot, and we're talking about a really badass car, right? Really quality car. You won't put like basic ass oil in it. You won't put basic ass gas in it. You won't neglect the maintenance of it. I mean, okay, some people may, but that's a different story, right? You would, you would, you wouldn't just use any tool. You wouldn't be walking around like, you know, I say this with a schmirk because if I can't find a screwdriver, at least a flat screwdriver, I will fucking use a butter knife if I need to. You understand? You use what you got around <laughs> if you don't want to. And it's kind of the same thing. We show up in our fullness in whatever journey, whether you're, you're um, beginning an exploratory, an exploratory journey around your identity, romantic life, whatever. Fill in the blank. It's massive, right? You you don't, you already come with so much. You already have the things that you're seeking for. But here's the thing. You're going to need tools that are going to help bring more of that out, right? It's the same thing with a painting. When you're trying to highlight a color, you put more of the color. You put more, well, you can put more of the contrast or more of the color. So bump that. That, was a, that wasn't the greatest metaphor. But I think you get what I'm saying. And the reason why this is really important it's because where you are going, what you are meant to do in this world. And I mean, when I mean meant to do, I mean all the things. I don't mean like, oh, just working with people or what you do for a career. I mean, from being the human that you are to being the partner, the parent, the person, right? Like all the roles you play is exactly what you're called to do, right? It's like what you're here for. So you don't have to go far to find it. It's all over and in front of you. But if you continue to look at the idea of growth and the idea of learning and curiosity from a place of like, you have to be empty of yourself, well, that's going to be really confusing when your shit comes up and it's directly resisting concepts that you've taken in or belief systems that you've taken in that actually don't align with you or, or who you are meant to be here. And so the way dandelion kind of comes into this medicine, because dandelion is a correspondent in this card, um, you know, like as written, the information written and channeled, dandelion, and this is why the question is, are you coming as one that is empty or one that is the galaxy? Because dandelion, the beauty of this plant, not only does it have this amazing capacity to be a filter like and clean out and do all wonderful things to your system, right? In addition to that, its rooting system, one, is very connective, like community, very similar to mycelium. Um, you know, that's why when people are like, yeah, I pulled dandelion out. First of all, that's some, you know, colonist bullshit. Um, trying to have these manicure lawns and not thinking about the soil, which needs plants like dandelion to clean it because it actually can clean and filter some metals that can be found in the soil. 
but it is deeply connected to other ones. So you just can't pull one out. You pull one out and you, you think you did the, this great thing. And dandelion actually has a tap root center that goes down. And then it also has roots that go sideways to connect to other dandelion because it's a network system. In addition to being a network system all underneath the soil, it is the sun and the moon. It's like the whole galaxy, the sun, the moon, the seeds. It is everything right within itself so it it's not seeking it's not seeking to belong when you find it popping up here and there it is already deeply be, belonging to the earth belonging to its um you know neighbor dandelion neighbors and so you have this where the you have the yellow flower right and then that turns into the beautiful sphere of a moon um, that I don't know about you, but as a kid, I would grab them and I was told that if I blew them, they were wishes and I could make wishes. And so I did so many of them and thought, you know, was so um, in love with how they would just fly away. Later on, I understood that, that those little star beings that fly away are seeds that continue to propagate, right? Like it has an internal system in and of itself. And I think that here is where the magic lies. Here is where the beauty lies. Here is where so much of the medicine lies. Because when you understand that you are in your being and in your essence, an entire galaxy, you're not going to look from without. You will look within. And that anything you take from the outside. So let's say I go and learn, hypothetically, let's say I decide I wanted to learn about herbalism. I'm an herbalist already, so I'm just not worried about that. You know what I mean? But let's say I wanted to go learn about that or, you know, continue to learn in a different way or whatever. I would take myself and I would, um, I would, uh, you know, let's say I sign up for a class. I'm going to sign up for the class. The way I'm entering that class is one, I'm going to learn some things. There's some things that may be like factual science in, in terms of like understanding the natural world some things right and then there's other things that i'm going to be asking myself like how does it relate to me how do i relate to it where in my own cosmology do i find a similarity to the concept that they're talking about so let's say um plant signatures you know that some people believe like if you look at the where a plant is where a plant is the colors the leaves it'll tell you what it does in the body it'll tell you the type of medicine i think that's beautiful i think it's really important and then my question is, okay, well, how do what how, does that resonate with me? Does that resonate with my cosmology? And if it doesn't resonate with my cosmology, then what, where, or what is it that I actually believe about engaging a plant or where a plant is positioned, how it's positioned, or the texture of the leaves, etc. Right? I'm going to ask questions so that I am not emptying myself out, I'm able to amplify what I'm here to relate to, what I'm here to receive in order to highlight the magic. It's like putting salt in hot cocoa. The hot cocoa is bitter, right? If you're using real chocolate, but if you add a hit of salt, it brings everything to life. That is what your learning is. That is the positionality of the archetype of a seeker is to understand that you are not empty. You are not empty. You just don't fucking believe yourself. You're not empty. 
there's experience in your body, in your bones, in your skin, in your hair. There's experience in your psyche and your being. There, there's so much there. There's not just you. There's like the environment you live in is speaking to you and your body and your being is in relationship with that and learning from that. Your ancestors and the things that move through your DNA are there as well. You are not an empty being. And you're not a problem to be fixed. The question is, right, and I, like even when I have like my really intense moments that my I feel like my things are falling apart, I address myself like a problem to be fixed, like what's wrong with me? And, I've, and I often like, if I'm really in a press space, dysregulated and my shit feels bonkers, I'm often looking like, okay, what's wrong with me? How do I fix it? What blah, blah, blah. But we are not problems. That's conditioning. The questions that we want to begin to ask ourselves or actually begin to, you know, dig in deep for is like, oh, wait a minute. What is actually, what am I needing? Why am I doing this? What am I needing from it? What do I believe about it? Right? Um, how do I want to build relationship with it? And also, what does it mean to me? And this is back to this idea that there is knowledge inside of you. But for the most part, we don't know how to, you know, shut the fuck up long enough <laughs> in order to really take it in. We don't know how to do that. We're like, oh, wait, I need to look like I'm empty. You will not catch me empty. I'm too, <laughs> my shit lately is like, I'm too fucking grown to be like emptied out. Right? And that's just me. Being empty and being open are two different things. Seeing your own experience and your own journey in life as something that has to be tossed aside. And I'm holding this while I'm also holding the thread of recognizing perception, created realities, illusions, right? Like all of that, it's all and. It doesn't diminish because we're talking about you understanding that there is already so much information available. There's so much wisdom accessible to you, but you just don't believe that you are enough. And because you don't believe that you are enough and you also don't believe that you belong, those will be the two drivers for you to decide to do things. Initially, you, you'll you think it's great because you're you think you're filling a hole. You're think, you think you're filling something that's missing. When what any teaching, any learning, any philosophy, ideology, and theology is really meant to highlight the expression of the divine or whatever your cosmology is inside of you already. Ain't nobody want fucking replicas and duplicates. It's admirable to look at somebody and admire qualities or to see yourself in that because that's what happens. You're seeing a possibility for you in that. But for the love of the most high and all that is holy and all the trees that are standing outside looking at me right now. You cannot do that from the perspective of like, I am nothing. I need to be that in order to feel, in order to be, because you have missed the most bananas thing in the universe. And that's that you are a unique expression of, you know, all that is beautiful and that you came here to share that with us. And we are in learning about another way that divinity, holiness, sacredness, you know, humanity, galaxiness, planetness can show up in this expression. So while you're busy thinking there's so much wrong with you and that you want to be like that other person because that other person looks like something that's familiar to you, it looks familiar because it's something that's possible for you, but it's only possible for you in your way. 
well, yeah, how is it that we could take other people's advice? That's a different thing. Some people have learned a method in a way that they rinse and repeat, but unless you've integrated it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So you want to know how to engage in being a seeker and in being the dandelion has a lot of medicine for us to teach us to be students of. And surprisingly, it doesn't ask us to empty ourselves out. It asks us to be open and curious to what we already self-possess. I hope you have a great weekend. And I will see you in the next episode of the House of Liberation, where warriors gather to reclaim their essence. Shabbat Shalom. Peace and love to you. And next time, we will talk about another thing. Adios.